Okay, so I'd like to uh, welcome all of you very, very warmly to this retreat. I'm Caroline. This is Martine. Um, so this evening uh, we'd like to really, I mean, sum up in one word for me, really, which is welcome. <laughs> to welcome you. And to really hope that you feel that sense of welcome here. And if you're new, because there's quite a few of you who are new to Guy House and, and also new to retreat, um, I hope very much that you can feel, um, yeah, sense that this can be your place too. Many people's place. <laughs> so join the gang. And hope very, very much that this can be a very nourishing and beneficial time for you and um, that we can be of, of, of support to you. And that this retreat really meet you where you are. And that the, the practice really uh, yeah, meet you where you are. That you don't have to be any otherwise than you are. For this practice to 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 be uh, of support to you, to be relevant to you in your life, I hope. yeah. So, I wanted to speak a little bit about um, some of the retreat form. We might say that. But I was just as I was reflecting before, I was imagining this container, maybe a bit like a bowl, like the the bell bowl here, that we have a, a sort of a structure sort of that holds us here, a particular kind of a retreat situation that we we come into. And even for those of us who are familiar with this kind of thing, and yeah, okay, it's kind of familiar, there's a sense that we come into something, you know, a different space, isn't it? It's kind of like, hmm, what is is that? So I'd like to, to speak about kind of three elements of that, um, of what's supporting us really. Uh, in our practice and in our in our meditation, you know whatever that is, you know, <laughs> maybe we'll find out a bit about that or what that is, you know, for each of us what that can offer us and and this space, if you like, the space, a safe place, a supportive, but a space, yeah, where we can explore, where we can receive, you know, where we can deepen. And where there's space, in a way, to not know what what any of this is about, but there's space to find out. Yeah. So, really invite you into that space, and also that to really that I feel like all of us who come here, teachers, volunteers, the coordinators, staff, trustees, we're all kind of contributing when we're here to creating this container. Yeah? So actually we're all participating. It's not like it's here and then we just come in and sit in it. <laughs> well that may be what it feels like. That, that that in a way there is a lot that's already here, but that we're also part of creating a safe, kind of friendly space for each other, for ourselves. And that, that that can be very simple, but it's very significant. And there's these three elements I'd like to speak fairly briefly about, of ethical training, of silence and simplicity. And I also feel like when we, even if we're familiar with this kind of retreat format, if we really engage with those elements quite consciously, and really noticing that, and and, and Sort of allowing allowing those elements to touch us and to 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 to, to really let that um, teach us that we can also discover and find out and connect with that sort of sense of say with an ethical sensitivity or within the silence or within the the simplicity that it 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 kind of takes. Or it kind of catalyzes something in us where we, we really get it, we really feel, oh, the support, the nourishment, the guidance, that kind of, oh, that there's something 
that we can really then take with us into our life and find and create in our life as well. So these elements of the retreat, in a way, they're not just for here. So I hope that makes sense, that it, it's something that we can really take with us, these elements, that we can then let them also be part of the structure of our life, you know, and what supports our life. Yeah, so, so, yeah, we, we, we get to um, uh, participate in what are called the, the training precepts, so the ethical training precepts, which are really the spirit of non-harming, the spirit of really caring for life, you know, in whatever form, whether it's ourselves or another or animals, that we, that, you know, or even, I think, you know, the trees and animals and, and all the environment, that we, we really, to me, in engaging with the precepts, we're saying kind of, while we're here, what would it be like to really um, wholeheartedly engage or give ourselves to a sense of harmlessness. What would it be to live with a kind of, you know, this harmless intent, this sort of, I've got this open hand, you have these different gestures that you see in the, with the Buddha statue sometimes. It, it, it's a kind of an open, a sort of open-handedness, a kind of an offering of harmlessness to, to others that is really so profoundly... Um, uh, it's so supportive of our meditation practice of our life and of course of, of other, others and you know the life of the world and the environment around us so we, we ask that everybody here kind of take this on in some way to, to, to train in non-harming so we'll not harm any living being but the deeper sense of that is this exploration of what it really means to care for life in whatever situation we find ourselves in. And the second one, which is to not take anything that's not freely offered, is also obviously part of what creates a safe place, that we have a sense that we can leave our shampoo or our clock or whatever it is, you know, and, and it's okay, no, no one's going to kind of take that. Or, and, 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 and that particularly when we're sharing the space, that kind of thing can be really important, that we're... We're sort of respecting, and, and also all the things in the house, and the, that we're, um, yeah, being sensitive to that, being being respectful around our own and, and others' belongings, and also the the deeper sense of that. I think invitation, and perhaps in a retreat situation, a particular kind of something to tune into is this contentment with what is, <laughs> what is given. You know, is how much of our life we're kind of always trying to get a bit more, or get a bit more comfortable, or whatever it is. And this opportunity that we have, this is what's given, this is what's offered. Can I? And then we feel ourselves going, well, no, around that. You know, I wish I had a bit more of this, or whatever. You know, it's like that's okay. We just we see that. We say, can I? It's this opportunity to practice contentment and sort of sense of gratitude. So um, then we have the precept around, um, um, mm, I don't remember which order, they're in different orders, um, noble silence or um, wise speech. So again, we have the silence here, which is again this, this opportunity to um, be really nourished, be really supported by the silence. And I know that for some people sometimes, and I know it's true for me too, depending on the mind state, the silence can feel very different. You know, I feel great and it's all lovely and yeah, the silence is lovely. Oh, it's all so calm. And then I feel really upset and I want to talk, you know, and I'm like, oh, this silence is so... Mm. So noticing sort of what your relationship is with that. And I think it can change depending on the mood. And I think that's quite interesting to see. And that can we, you know, see some of that happening and see, is it possible to have maybe the, to be open to the silence really being a support and a friend? And like what actually, you know, having that perception and being willing to kind of have that perception, like how, how it is 
friendly, how it is supportive. Um, and really taking care of that, because I think this is something that's quite rare in this world, to be able to be together in silence. And just one other thing around that I think is really interesting, and probably many of you know this, is when you're together with a, a group of other people in silence, there can be this lovely kind of sense of companionship and togetherness that grows in the silence, which is really quite beautiful, and not about me and you and what I know about you and I like you and all that kind of thing, but it's something much more basic about our you know, presence on the earth as human beings. And that, so just to kind of invite you uh, to be open to that experience. And that, you know, again, on a practical level, if you want to make eye contact and smile, it's like, that's fine. But also, you might not want to. You might want to really drop into your own space and, and in a way drop that sense of having to, you know, whatever it is, take care of other people or make sure they're all right or check them out and see if they're, you know, whatever. And, and you can play with that a little bit. But also being respectful of other people. You know, somebody, you give them a big smile and they just kind of look at you like that. Don't worry. You know. <laughs> Maybe that's part of their practice is that they're, they're not in so, so much the interactivity. I hope that helps because sometimes especially if you're new it can feel a bit odd you're not quite sure but just there's there's room in there to sort of play and to see what's most helpful for you Um, so then we have the the precept the fourth one about not misusing our sexuality which of course is you know huge in our our life to find a really caring respectful relationship to that whole part of our life yes um and here, to the, the commitment is to not I- engage in intentional sexual activity so that we're, we're letting go of that acting on, we're, we're letting go of that, um, if you like, so that, again, as part of simplifying and uh, simplifying our, our, our experience of this time and simplifying the, the interactivity. And then lastly, the, the precept to um, not take intoxicants and to, again, align our energy with really caring for our body and mind. You know, and I know for some of us it, it is so interesting how that comes up and, you know, how much food we take or how little and how many cups of tea we go for. <laughs> and, you, you know, again, not with judgment, but with, with kind of that, this is an opportunity to really... See, what does the body need? And even in terms of rest, you know, which I think is like really, sometimes we don't really know how much rest we need or, you know, some extra time to lie down after lunch or different, like, can we really tune into our body rather than our ideas about what we need? So I think that's another real opportunity on retreat. We can start like, actually listening to the body. So... These are the, the precepts, and I hope you can get the spirit of that, that how much that would support our lives and, and help all of those we come into contact with to really, to really be able to kind of take these to heart as, as trainings, you know, not as demands and commandments and yet another thing to fail at. Please, <laughs> let's not let it be that. But it's a real, a real way we can support our life and our, and our offering in the world. So lastly, um, I just want to touch on this, this, this third theme of, of simplicity. So I think part of what can be so beautiful and, and kind of revelatory, if that's a word, about being on retreat is that we start to appreciate how lo- how lovely it can be to not have much to do. <laughs> and we might have thought, my goodness, you know, what are we, we're not talking, we're just sitting and walking, you know, it's like I'm going to be sitting around doing this, you know, like. And, and then the, of course, the other side of it is, of course, that that, that, that is also part of a retreat, is realising how much we want to do and, right, what we can do now. Can I go and read now? I've read those notices three times. Maybe I'll read them again. Um, 
we get busy, you know, we get busy so seeing that and and it's okay, and letting that be okay. I think on some level there's a way in which we can't just say, "Oh, shut up, mind." That never works. Well, if, if it works for you, come and tell me because I'd be really interested. I don't think it works. It's just just letting the mind and the body gradually, or sort of maybe quite quickly. For some, sometimes, as some people it happen, like you just kind of go, "Ah, oh, ah, oh, phew." And then you just... For some people, it can take a day. And I remember years ago, for me, I'd have this pattern. The first three days of retreat, I'd just be going, I just... Uh, mm, mm, I don't want to buy... Mm, mm. And then I'd go, oh. And the simplicity would kind of... You know, I hope it doesn't take you that long. But And then just getting into this, oh, the joy of just this step, this moment, you know, this sight, this sound. Oh. You get a sense of that, and maybe you already have a really, you know, clear taste of that. But also, it can be, you know, can you hear that little bit of a process, a little bit of flapping around, thinking, "Oh, help! No, <laughs> what am I going to do without my mobile phone?" Yeah. So, really, really want to encourage you to bear it and not, not do it. Bear the temptation and really just let let it go. Let it go and see what happens. See what happens. You know, just bury it at the bottom of the case. And if there's any business you need to to finish this evening, feeling free to do that, anybody you need to ring and say, actually, I'm not going to ring you during the retreat. <laughs> it's your choice, of course, but... It's a really strong encouragement and an invitation. It's, it's so, it can sometimes be so hard to see how this is going to be a real gift to ourselves and to the other people in our life. But I, I invite you to, to um, embrace that as part of simplifying. Letting go of reading and writing, probably. And again, none of this is hard and fast. Because, you know, the things that come up and, yeah. But if there's an emergency call, it will come through the office. And So just really encouraging you to, to really let go and so you can really be here. Be here. It's such a precious opportunity. And it will pass so quickly. It won't always feel like it's passing quickly, possibly. But it will pass so quickly. So I really invite all of us to really, yeah, um, find the simplicity of this moment-by-moment connection with, with our life, which is usually what we are just so completely distracted from. And here, you know, we're being cooked for, we're being, you know, tended to. We can really, really simplify, let go of, of, of a lot of that. And, and let it let it calm down. So I hope that I hope that makes sense. Um, what else do I want to say? Probably lots of things. Um, um, okay, another possibility for simplifying is is to really uh, rest, sort of, ah, kind of give yourself surrender to the schedule. In, just not bother with, you know, arguing, negotiating and sort of, you know, saying, well, I'll do this bit, but I won't do that bit. And see more, you know, to, again, listening to the body. Maybe the body is going to, you know, come up with some serious exhaustion. You'll need to take some extra nap or something like that, but that's different. It's like let, your, let yourself rest in the sitting and the walking and the simplicity of that. And again, as, a, as an experiment... See what happens. And in my experience, there's something quite amazing that can happen with that. Quite surprising sometimes. And for some of us, that's easier than for others. But I think, yeah, just really invite you into that sense of really letting that then be one of the things that can support and hold you. So you haven't got to walk around wondering, what am I going to do now? You just walk when it's walking and sit when it's sitting and eat when it's eating time. Yeah, 
So I hope those those three elements, again, you can get the sense of what a gift there is there potentially for our whole life of, you know, this real sort of connection with the ethical sense and how much that could bring a sense of, of caring as being a real basis for our life, of the, of the silence of being able to find that in our life, both in terms of, if you like, what you might call physical silence, but also the kind of inner silence that contains everything, contains all sound, and the simplicity, the, the simplicity of um, being able to encounter our life more directly and immediately in, in each moment, which is, which is what we can train in here in these, in these particular, sort of particularly supportive environment, so we can then have more chance of, of doing that in our life. And to perhaps we wouldn't be here if we didn't sense the profound benefit that that brings uh, for us and for for everyone um, we come into contact with and beyond. So, wish you a very wonderful retreat. So I'm also very happy to be with you, very happy to be at Gaia House since I was here last in July. Very happy, uh, I'm not sure, you might not be aware of it, but there was like, uh, for six weeks, Gaia House was shut off, and then they really tried to change all the radiator and the boilers, and it was pretty good, pretty good, apart that something is not totally working yet. But they really worked hard, so we should be most of the time comfortable and warmish. I mean, in a month or two, we might be even more warmish. But <laughs> So just to see that we're really trying to do the best we can with the heating and the warmth. But it's true, there is some part in the corridor, which is a little... But the coolness will wake us up when we kind of you know, get a little kind of... Sleepy, it would kind of wake us up. So I hope you will be all relatively comfortable in your rooms, in the place. And of course, we are in a beautiful environment, so to also use that opportunity to be walking and be outside, if you're not too cold, of course. And also, I think in terms of the environment, Some of you are used to being at Gaia House, as Caroline said, and some of you are here for the first time, some first time on retreat, possibly first time in silence, and you might think, but silence, like you mean not talking, because sometimes you think silence means speaking softly, and here silence really means silence. But it's only for four days. On the last morning, on Sunday morning, the silence will be broken and you'll get to know each other and very likely you will be surprised that the person you thought was like this is really not at all like that. (laughs) And this is also what is interesting with the silence, is how so quickly we decide, ooh, I like this one, not sure about that one. And it comes and goes and, you know, and we also think things about ourselves. So just again, as Caroline said, to play with the silence, to keep the silence, but also with a certain lightness. And if you really need to speak, you can always come to us. Leave us a note, and, we will, and we're always there for you and very happy to speak with you at any time, if you need to. Otherwise, we will put, there will be um, groups, which we meet Caroline, so we will set all, everybody will see Caroline once in a group. And then myself and later Caroline will put personal interviews and really sign up when you want to meet me or later Caroline. And if all the sign up are filled and you want to meet me, just leave a note. Tomorrow there is uh, four people I want to meet on the first day to just uh, have a little chat. And then the rest, please sign up as you feel. So it's just to have an opportunity to meet, maybe to talk personally about <coughs> certain things, or practice or anything else. 
Otherwise, of course, there will be a little time for question at the end of the instructions, and again for some question, more like public question at the end of the talk in the evening. So there are the groups, so they, although you're in silence, there will be some opportunity to speak a little about the practice, about what's going on either in a group or in uh, personal interviews or uh, in the questions after the talk and the instruction. But just to really feel uh, that you, we are here for you and to leave us a note if there is any query or anything or whatever, just that we are here for you. In terms of the schedule, uh, it's what I would call a medium schedule. And of course, for the people who have never sat a full retreat before, it will look like sitting, walking, sitting, walking, no, more sitting and walking. <laughs> I mean, normally you should be able to do it. But I'm very aware that a few people have some physical ailment. And so these people, if, you know, to do, for example, in the afternoon, you have three sitting, then, of course, if it's really when you get up, if it's really too painful, or you feel you really cannot do another sitting, then there is uh, another posture which you can use, which is lying down. So all of you cannot lie down here. I mean, one or two which are really have some physical problem can lie down at the back. And I would hope one of the things I ask them is, please, I hope you don't snore. <laughs> otherwise, it will be a good listening meditation for us. <laughs> but otherwise, if you have physical ailment, you think, you know, one more sitting is a little too much, then you can always go and do lying down meditation on your bed. This is one of the posture, and it is fine to use it. Another thing is that I see quite a lot of you are sitting on the cushion, which have been offered on the floor. For some of you to sit on the floor might be wonderful, and for some other sitting, you might start sitting on the cushion on the floor, and then you think, God, this is really painful. You don't have to. It's not sacred to sit on the floor. And there is some space where you can, at the back, we have lots of chairs. You can bring more chairs here and more chairs there if you need. And if you feel you want to sit a little on the floor, you can also alternate. Once you sit on the chair, once on the floor. So I would uh, suggest the first day, first two days, to the one who are not so used to sitting, just to experiment a little, uh, to sitting on the cushion, to see do I need one cushion, do I need two cushions, uh, should I try a bench, because sometimes people find a bench is very good for the back, not so good for the knee, uh, then the cushion are better for the knee, not so good for the back, you have to choose what you prefer <laughs> as discomfort. But in a way, this is, an exploration this retreat, exploring how is it to be on a retreat, how is it to do the meditation. And it's also to find, that's one of the main ideas of this retreat, is to find a way to take what we do here into our daily life. So it's very important that, of course, we're trying to do the sitting meditation, we're trying to do the walking meditation. But there is also the working meditation, the resting meditation, the lying down meditation. If there is anybody who is really into running, then I would say, you know, after lunch, if you want to go for a little run, that's fine. You know? So just to see, what is it I need? Because each have a different body. Some people might need to rest and lie down. Some people might need to go for a good brisk walk. And it's for you to see that. And then to see how you can play with the posture, and we'll talk more about that tomorrow morning. The postures. Then there is one thing is to be careful that when we come on a retreat, we often come with expectation. Expectation that it will be relaxing, Personally, I would say at the beginning it's going to be very tiring. 
more tiring than you think. And so the first day or two, generally, we feel a little sleepy. It's kind of strange. You've been busy the whole week. You come to the retreat. I'm going to be peaceful and clear and bright. And actually what happens, oops. It's like often on the first day we feel a bit sleepy. We might feel a little, sometimes agitated. We need to settle, to find a way to settle. And so in a way, as Caroline said, you come with your conditions. You come with who you are. You are not trying to be the best, the fastest meditator. You are not expecting to start to all float on your cushion. And then also you might think everybody else is sitting better than you. But everybody is in the same, you know, little problem with the knees. Another thing you'll find, lots of thoughts. But to see, we're not here to stop the thought. We're here to actually have a different relationship with our thought, with our feeling, with our sensation, with what we come in contact with. So we're not trying to cut things off, but we're trying to see, I have thought. Can I be with them in a different way? Because generally we have a thought and we get caught in it. But can thought be a little like sounds? We'll be sitting here, we'll hear sound, possibly we'll have the rooks or not, we'll have to see if they come and keep us here. And just to see, can the sound arise and pass away the same as the sound arise and pass away and I don't need to grasp at them. So we'll talk more about that. But really to see, we all come with our different condition, our different circumstances, and trying to creatively engage with them. And that's what we're going to try to do during this retreat. Cultivate creative awareness, cultivate creative engagement, so that when we go back into our daily life, we can bring that creative awareness to our relationship, to our work, to our life. So that actually gives a little, I would say a little lightness, a little kind of exploration. That's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to be serious and find the meaning of the universe that I doubt we'll find it. But what we're trying to do is actually cultivate the very essential element of focusing on looking deeply and through that cultivating this creative awareness. So that's what we're going to try to do. And we're going to try to do it in these special circumstances, but in a way to cultivate, in a way the muscles, of creative awareness so that when we go into daily life we can use them in all aspects of our life and that it will be beneficial. So that mindfulness, that awareness is not to stare more at reality, is not to judge ourselves. This is very important. The mindfulness is not about becoming more self-conscious. I think we have enough self-conscious as it is. But it's actually more to be to penetrate in our experience, but also to look at our experience in a multiple perspective. So we don't feel so stuck or fixed or limited. So that we can be more open to our experience, but in a stable way. So in a way, as we try to do the meditation, as we try to cultivate here the practice, to be careful the difference between expectation, expecting to be quiet, expecting to be peaceful, <coughs> the only thing I can guarantee you about this retreat is that things will change. And that's what is part of the practice is just to see that things change. The thought change, the feelings, the emotion, the sensation, the sound. It just arises and passes away. And in a way to be more in tune with that aspect of experience, that things arise and pass away, that things change. They come and they go. And so really kind of in a way becoming more attuned to that. 
and also also becoming more aware of how things come into being, how they come upon condition and then they go upon other conditions. So in a way, exploring the conditions that forms us as we encounter this experience. But again, we'll talk more about this in the instruction, in the talks. But I thought what we uh, could do this evening is to do a little meditation, to start with some meditation, and maybe to start with the breath. So through the days, we'll suggest different tools of awareness, because each has a little different effect, and each can be used in a little different way in our daily life. So we could start with the breath tonight, which is just to be aware of the breath. But when we do the breath, we're not trying to control the breath. We're trying to just use it as an anchor so that we rest our attention on the breath. And the breath not as an idea, but the breath as a sensation. And of just being aware of the feel of the breath. So maybe feeling it at the nostril, feeling the air coming in cooler, coming out warmer or feeling it at the abdomen, expanding, contracting, or just in a way waiting for the breath to happen. And if we focus on the breath, generally immediately we start to do the breath, when generally it just happens by itself. And that will be a bit the challenge of being aware of the breath, is actually trying to rest our attention on the breath and become one with the breath. So just let it happen instead of forcing it. But again, we can again play around a little with it and we'll talk more about it. But before we start, I would suggest to just stand up and stretch a little. So just in a way being aware of the body, standing, stretching a little as you have very patiently sat here for an hour. moving a little and trying to be aware that another anchor is a body. Being aware of the body moving, stretching. And then we can do just a little, just a minute or two, just standing meditation. This is another posture. And this you can really use a lot in daily life. When you stand in the queue, in the supermarket, in the post office. Here you, have, you will have lots of uh, opportunity of queuing. You know, when breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then, how do we stand? How do we queue? That, that's a real practice. I do this a lot in my daily life. Just to stand. Have a good kind of tall posture. The back is straight. The shoulders are open. And just being aware of standing on the earth. Just standing in our life. Just accepting this moment. Accepting this body. And then just find a comfortable posture on the cushion or on the chair. So if you sit on the cushion, uh, you try to sit stable. Try to see what you can do with your legs. So you can sit in full lotus, but few people do that. You can sit in quarter lotus, or you can just sit like this, in the Burmese posture. If you can just sit like that, I would recommend you put things under your legs, so you're not so up. And to be aware, if you sit like this, 
you will have pins and needles, but that's because you sit like that. Or you can try either to use a cushion to sit like that, or you can later take a bench and try to see if sitting on a bench is better. This is for you to try out. So if you sit on a chair, unless you really need to sit against the chair for whatever physical reason, I would suggest you do like me to sit in the middle of the chair and you hold your back yourself. And if you sit at the back of the chair, be careful, don't slouch. Otherwise you're going to fall asleep and it's not so good for your back or your stomach. And it's the same. If you sit on the floor, you try to have the back straight. You try to start with a feeling of elongation, going a bit toward the sky, and then you settle. Then the hands can be either on the thighs, either in the traditional posture, or just in front of you like this. Whatever works. The eyes, you can have them half open, gazing gently in front of you, or you can have them closed. Whatever again is comfortable for you. Then once you find a posture which seems to work for you, the back is straight, the shoulders are open, and then gently resting your attention on the breath. Breathing in, being aware of the air coming in. Breathing out, being aware of the air coming out. And then time to time you'll be distracted by thoughts, feelings or sensations. And then gently making the choice to come back to the anchor, the breath, right now.
If we become distracted, remembering our intention to be aware, to be awake, and coming back to the breath again and again.
so we're not sitting too long tonight in case you're very tired after a long journey. But if you feel some energy left and you want to continue to sit, please feel free to do so. Otherwise, if you go to bed in this new place, maybe with new people in the room, you might not sleep as well. And so to really be aware, not to worry about not sleeping, but just to think about resting, that you're just trying to rest, and then to really use the breath, the awareness of the breath, to help you to rest. And so as you lie down, something you can also easily do at home is just to be aware of the breath. Just be aware of the breath, of the body resting on the bed. And then if you wake up in the middle of the night again, just being aware of the breath, just being aware of the body lying on the bed. So please, have a good night's sleep, and we'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock.